All right. Hello and welcome, Just a Family. This is giving you something to talk about, or Just Alive, as I like to call it. Today, we're going to be talking about no means no, and what an episode that is. Uh, Today's sponsor is Phoenix Identity. Take back control of your life by first taking back control of your emotions. Heavy emotions, trauma, stress, and struggles can weigh heavily on you and make you feel like there's no way out. Learn how to control your emotions so they're no longer controlling you. Um, Grab that guide, the Embrace Your Positivity, Introducing the Rockstar Method, link in the description. If at any time you want to get involved, please feel free to comment, get involved in the conversation. Currently, we are live. If you're watching the replay, still feel free to comment uh, as we go. Um, I'm going to hand it over to our guest speaker to introduce themselves. Priya, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you so much, Melissa. Good day to everyone. I am Priya S. Raman. I'm a practicing spiritual life coach, holistic and mental health uh, uh, wellness practitioner. And I'm also into a lot many uh, charity and social work, uh, which is a part of my back in India and in Canada. So I'm also the founder of uh, Break the Silence. We work towards uh, rape prevention, sexual violence, and uh, raising awareness on suicide and depression. I absolutely love that. And you know what? The last few weeks of the show, we have really been doing a lot of episodes on mental health and suicide and just the the thought process behind it, what creates it, uh, how we can help those that we love involved in it. So today, while we we may touch on, so I'm just moving my chair back, while we touch on um, suicide prevention and, and what that is, I really want to focus on, of course, the, um, the sexual assault aspect of, of what we're talking about. Now, when we talk about no means no, for anybody watching, absolutely, no in any scenario means no. Um, whether you are asked if you want to go out for coffee, whether you're asked if you want to help somebody move or or explain yourself, no, obviously in any situation means no. Now, there are ways around that where we can, you know, give people the opportunity to, you know, if, if it's somebody that we love or we care about and we're saying no, we might give an explanation. Um, but no absolutely means no. But for the rest of this episode, I think we're going to focus on no means no in um, in, in, in power struggles. And I think sexual assault is a power struggle. Um, and something that a lot of not just women, but men face. True. True. It it is prevalent. Uh, uh, yeah. The first, uh, when we talk about sexual violence or rape, uh, most predominantly the affected uh, members are women, but yes, there are uh, men who, who go through it uh, right from their uh, being uh, entering into the adolescent or uh, being a minor, or even uh, we have heard uh, LGBTQ communities, the queer community, where uh, they also go through uh, either in once, and if you ask all of these people, basically the, all the gender, so. Uh, uh, one in their lifetime once they must have gone through any kind of sexual abuse or violence or even rape so the attentive uh, rape so uh, most probably it's the women uh, and girls young girls what uh, we see in the whole world uh, where they undergo uh, predominantly uh, that's more prevalent yeah yeah so <clears throat> i'd like to touch on what society 
and culture and uh, generational teachings. So I grew up, <clears throat> I grew up in a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A very, uh, a generation where, you know, if you went and you saw Aunt Ida and Aunt Ida wanted to give you a hug or a kiss, you were forced to. You know what I mean? Even if Aunt, Aunt Ida or Uncle Stan or whoever was a little bit creepy and you were just like, mm, I really don't want to. As kids, we were forced to, right? Be, be nice, be respectful, respect your elders. Um, you know, if you don't look somebody in the, in the eyes, you know, it's a sign of disrespect. Um, I think that we're, we've taught children, even ourselves, that not giving somebody a hug or not giving somebody a kiss or not allowing them to invade our bubble um, is a sign of disrespect. What, what are your mm -hmm. thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in those days, even in olden times, uh, the abuse, the sexual violence, uh, it was uh, there, it was prevalent, but it wasn't talked about. It wasn't, uh, there was no exposure. And women, uh, uh, they were always looked down upon, like uh, the, the power struggle, what you rightly put it as, it's more of a man, it, uh, it was more of a sexual prowess that uh, you actually take control of. And uh, they always see women, the other opposite sex, as the one who is very, who's not dominant, who's very, uh, you know, under your control, to instill fear, to have that control, power struggle, what you said, the power control, the sexual prowess to prove something. And you don't see them as a human being. So you objectify them. So it's more to do with the, the, the gender uh, as an objectification, what we, what we see these days, rather than treat them as a human, rather than treat them uh, in humanity. So uh, in, in those days, they were not, it was not spoken about. And now it's still there. It is the, the, the fear is still there. Victim blaming, victim shaming, everything's to do with. So when we see there are many countries, even now worldwide, uh, rape is not being reported. The sexual violence, uh, it doesn't uh, get reported. So, which means uh, we don't have uh, specific data, even uh, the World Health Organization, what uh, they uh, give it out or releases. Uh, there are certain countries, only few of the uh, topmost countries um, who have actually have those laws in place where uh, people take report. So those are the countries, but still it goes unnoticed because of the fear and because of the victim shaming. So we always see once the act has been uh, there, when a person, when a woman or a girl or a man, for, the, for that sake, uh, if you go for uh, reporting, what we as a society, we always see is, oh, what he was doing at that point in time, what she was wearing, what she was wearing, what she was doing at that point in time. So oh, was she alone? So we focus more on the victim blaming, victim, uh, so the game of victim blaming uh, starts. Instead, we all, if we stand up towards, why did he do that? 
So we we're talking men uh, as a, a very specific uh, then because that's the most uh, prevalent or predominant uh, thing. Uh, but the opposite sex, whoever the perpetrator of the crime, so we don't question them. So we focus our entire focus is always on the or even after the the act of crime, it it is a serious crime. It is in a punishable uh, offense. And it, it is to do with a lot more uh, when a person goes through it, when he or she faces in their lifetime, it takes a toll on their mental health. Mm -hmm. So a lot many survivors, they attempt suicide. They slip into depression. Or even if they want to fight it out, they want to come up in their life beyond that, there's always the societal stigma attached to it. Yeah. And, and that's absolutely sad. You know, um, nobody chooses to be a victim, True. right? Yes, there are circumstances, there's decisions that we make that maybe put ourselves in the line of danger. But um, if you told, um, if somebody signed up for the army, right? Are you going to say, oh, well, they signed up for it. You know, they died. Oh, they signed up for it. What, what are you supposed to do? No, right? It's still a tragedy. It's still, yes. it's still violence. It's still death. It's still, it, it's still something that's, that's traumatic, regardless of, of what decisions put you in what situation, you know, you go on a date with somebody off of Tinder and, you know, something happens and you don't want it to happen. That's right. Right. Um, I had a lady tell me once that uh, she was in a situation where she was a teen and uh, somebody had come up to her. It was a friend of it was a friend of somebody who was uh, harming her. And mm -hmm. um, she ended up, you know, uh, agreeing to do something with this gentleman mm -hmm. uh, because he threatened her. Okay. Right? And she took that as a very, inter she internalized that and she mm. hated herself because she agreed to it. And yeah. I said, honey, that's rape though. He yep. forced you to do that and to make that decision on threat of physical violence, right? Yeah. Um, you don't have to have a knife held to your throat to be raped. You don't have to have a gun pointed at your head to be raped. Somebody, you know, if somebody tells you do this or this is going to happen, that's a threat. That is a threat of violence. And Hence we're talking about uh, no. Yes. So, uh, often it is always, uh, they don't want to take no for an answer. Mm -hmm. They it, it indirectly for them, it is, oh yeah, I, I thought, I felt she said yes. He or she said yes. Mm -hmm. Even no word, no communication, when, as you said rightly, uh, it was uh, imposed like an indirect threat or a direct threat it could be. So they they just see it as uh, an indirect yes. So mm -hmm. they don't want to consider no for an answer. Yeah. And if, if you go back uh, where it is coming from and what is the cause, predominantly it's it's more to do with there is no emotional intelligence. There is no emotional quotient. What we've been uh, taught in schools or from our younger age or uh, we as parents, I'm also a parent of a teenager and a uh, 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 youth. So uh, what we see is there is no sex education. 
which is being, we don't talk about things. We don't talk about uh, the human body as it is to be spoken about. You just see that as you have certain body. Then we talk about uh, body shaming, where, where it comes from. So we don't acknowledge our body, our body parts. At the same time, what is being, uh, there's so much stigma and uh, taboo around these concepts. Mm -hmm. Even sex education, when we talk about in the schools as early when they have to talk about. So we as a society, teachers, educators, philanthropists, or the people around you and you're doing a great work, like bringing this up, like the talk shows, influencers, social media activists, and lot many people who are, we have a collective responsibility to bring it up to end or talk more about it, create that awareness. Only then we will be able to stop or end or prevent as much as we can. So uh, emotional quotient, we have to focus on that because this is not taught in school or it is not included in the school curriculum. Or, so now it is taking more uh, of an advantage, like, where we are stressing, there are people who are focusing more of these works in their uh, areas. Yeah. So uh, when I, I have worked with uh, juvenile delinquents and the person back in India, so uh, I, uh, my uh, core case was to do with uh, rape accused or the delinquents, the perpetrators of sexual violence. So you see the academic uh, intelligence or the where it is the uh, what what is the difference? What is lacking here is that the, there was a case. There was a boy who uh, was in a teenager was into teenager. So he was accused of committing a rape attempt or uh, the sexual assault with a toddler, a neighbor child. So he was. But if you if you look at his background, he is coming from a very marginalized, low income group. His mother uh, is into housekeeping, things like that. But he he was doing very well in his studies. He was academically sound. So it does not have to be only if you if you're academically poor. It it just does not end there. So yeah. even if you are, even if you it, it comes, it happens in these uh, uh, higher class too. Even if you are a so what we are trying to focus here is that how do you take out or channelize your emotions? It doesn't have to be, we've been not taught about it, especially the young boys as they grow up, when they become aggressive. So what, what, what is right in front of you, you objectify a girl, a woman, irrespective of their age, what it right, it is right in front of you. There. So you just take it out on them. Yep. There is, um, and, and I've spoken about this numerous times over the last uh, few years, where any any sort of assault, so sexual assault, domestic violence, um, physical assault, any type of assault, um, you look at, and, and I'm going to specifically talk about men and, and some women as well, so men are taught that they have to be very masculine. They have to be very manly, uh, aggressive. There's not, they're not allowed to have emotions. 
Um, so imagine anybody watching or couching the replay, imagine that you are somebody who has no control over your emotions. You, you feel like you have no control over your life. Um, and when you have no emotional control, that messes with everything else. There are seven major aspects of our life. There is our self, our spirituality, our relationships, our romantic relationships, our family, our friends, our finances, and our career. Those seven pillars, as I call them, are created by like all of these beliefs. But if you aren't, like if you have no self-preservation, if you have no self-control and you turn around and you get angry or you get aggressive or you feel out of control, everything starts to feel out of control. Your relationships are out of control. Your uh, career is out of control. Your family's out of control. Everything becomes out of control. And you desperately want to find something that you feel in control of. Yeah. So what ends up happening is people who feel out of control and are desperate for power will find someone or something that they can control that isn't as powerful. And then that's where you get the violence. That, that's where you get domestic violence. That's where you get sexual assaults. That's where you get a lot of these things. And I'm not giving them an outlet for it. I'm really not. Because any violence at all, any, any violence or assault at all is obviously wrong. <clears throat> but there is a mental and emotional reason for it. Right? Um, and when you find something that brings you that level of control, where you feel in control of your emotions, in control of your body, and in, in control of your environment, that will create the um, sexual assault, uh, you know, repeat sexual assaults, repeat domestic violence, repeat um, just assaults in general, right? And people don't realize that correlation that it's it's <laughs> to gain control. So true, and so that's that's the uh, uh, this is where the more awareness talks and sessions has to happen, where we have to bring it at the very early age. Where how do you handle them? How do you handle your emotions? How do you label your emotions if there are no healthy uh, ways if if it is not taught to a child or a, as you grow up. So that's where it begins. Uh, so if you are not able to channelize it in a healthy way, so we, we, we are talking about all these kinds of different types of assault or any kind of crime, that's what uh, happens. I mean, it's not to do with only um, uh, the sexual assault or any assault, what we're talking about uh, in general, any crime. Yeah. So you, you take it out. Yeah. So And sexual progress is what, uh, uh, you know, it, it is so prevalent. And it is to do with a human body. So uh, that is that takes a toll throughout your lifetime. If there is a, is a rape survivor or a sexual violence survivor, what kind of mental trauma that the person goes through throughout their life, it doesn't end. So depression, or even if the if you just want to fight it out and go ahead with your life, still there will be stigma. People talk about it. They will keep again and again bring it up. 
that is what he or she is afraid about. So most often in many countries, even still now, it goes unreported. So there is no report because victim shaming, they will not get what uh, they will not get into probably uh, good opportunities. Good, They cannot climb up their career or pursue their higher education or anything because you're, there's always a label. There's always a stigma attached to that person. Oh, okay, he or she. So where the more I talk about it, I'm going to be uh, not called upon. Yeah. My name, different names. So uh, we, we, we as a society have this responsibility to stop that stigma. Yep. So let's go ahead and continue. For for anybody watching or catching the replay, as you can tell from this conversation, learning how to control your emotions is really that starting point, right? When you learn how to control your emotions, that's when you can start working on your mental health. That's when you can start changing your behaviors and your patterns and, you know, all of these things. So whether you're a victim of sexual trauma or any trauma at all, if you have been victimized, if you are living in depression, anxiety, fear, um, stereotypes and stigmas, you need to learn how to control your emotions. When you control your emotions, then you can go, who am I? right? What do I believe in? How do I feel? What would I like to create or accomplish? And then you can start making those changes and start living authentically as yourself, not as the victimized version of yourself. Um, so going back to no means no. Um, I think there's there's a couple things that I wanted to mention um, along the lines of the Me Too movement. So I started this this episode off talking about, you know, Aunt Ida and Uncle Stan who want to hug or a kiss and mom says, oh, you have to give them a hug or a kiss or it's disrespectful. There is a difference, right? Um, if you go to work and, and I've seen this happen where somebody will go to work uh, and they get a pat on the back, right? And um, they call that sex, sexual harassment. And I'm like, it's a pat on the back. If you don't want somebody touching you in your bubble, no matter head to toe, then you need to vocalize that, right? Yes. Um, but knowing the difference of um, sexual assault and sexual violence or sexual harassment and just being able to say, hey, you know what? I don't really like to be touched. Um, can Can you not? Right. And and that's your your way of saying, hey, no, like I, I'm not comfortable with that. You should be able to say no to anything that you're not comfortable with or anything that not, doesn't work for you or resonate for you. I have a you know, I have four kids. And not all of them like to be touched. Right. Um, I can only give my one of my middle children a hug when they want it. And I, I'm totally fine with that right? Um, because I respect their boundaries. My oldest daughter will come up to me and go, mom can have a hug. And I'm like, no bubble. I, I'm, I'm in a bubble mood. You need to not touch my bubble. Um, yeah. And they respect that, right? So I'm teaching yeah. them healthy boundaries and being yeah. able to say no, right? Um, and knowing that you know, the, the things that happened generations ago, shaking somebody's hand, direct eye contact, 
Um, you know, the pat on the back, giving, giving your aunts or uncles or grandparents hugs and kisses. We need to move away from those things and not, and not force other people to engage in, in what they're not comfortable in. All the more, another important point is uh, of failures. So what we uh, teach them during this course is take no for an answer. It, that's also a failure. So you're not being taught to take no for an answer. So what ultimately ends up in, uh, okay, how can you say no? So there comes the power struggle and the sexual prowess that we actually take upon and on that particular person, the opposite sex, girl or women or man, or even minor young boys, they also go through it. So it's more to do with, okay, be communicative, be vocal about it. What are your desires? What are your intentions? What is your thought process? And the opposite sex, mostly women or men, the boys, the young boys, adolescents, youth, teens, teenagers. So what we have to tell them or teach them is, apart from the sex education, is to handle that failure, that failed emotion. How do you handle that? How do you channelize that? It's okay if you failed in anything. If you if you okay, if it's okay, you take no for an answer. It is okay. So how we are normalizing these words are very, very crucial and important. The more we normalize the communication takes a very important role in schools or in social settings or wherever the gatherings or through blog posts, social media, people are on social media. So make use of that, any kind of platform through podcast or video channels, talk more about it. Only then we can bring up or bring a change in the upcoming generations where we they are taught to actually see the other person as a human being rather than objectify. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going? I think I've shared my viewpoint. So it's 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 <laughs> we have a responsibility. All of us have a responsibility to not wait for somebody else to, uh, every every household has either a girl or a boy. So whatever changes, if, if it's a girl or a boy, just try and talk more about the sex education, bring in the topic of emotional intelligence or handling failures. So all of these are a very important uh, takeaway for, from the today's session. So that's an appeal from my end. We are walking uh, towards a breaks the silence is what uh, we are walking in uh, towards this cause, prevention of suicide and rape or mental health and depression. So uh, it all has to start somewhere. So the starting point here would be handling your emotions. Mm -hmm. So that is the root cause. Yep. And to do that, you can use the Rockstar Method. My Rockstar Method, which is our sponsor's Rockstar Method, um, is learning how to embrace every emotion you have and learning how to control them and remove their weight. Um, so go and check that out. Link in the description. If you want to get in touch with Priya about Break the Silence 
or to learn more about what she does, please feel free to drop in the description and click those links. If you would like to join me on my journey, please feel free. My links are in the description as well. All right. Uh, for anybody watching or catching the replay, if you'd like to be a guest speaker, guest blogger, guest sponsor, or if you would like to see a topic featured on the show, please make sure that you reach out to us at justalivetv.com. Um, <clears throat> I hope you all have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on when or where you're watching. Priya, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. All thank right. You. So that is the show. I hope you all, again, have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye. Bye-bye.